Bretto after an extremely tough 2020 for many it is so exciting to announce our first in real life event for 2021 Oh, MP, it's an understatement to say we miss connecting with our tribe, but it makes the 2021 wellness breakthrough all the more exciting. If you're ready to rebound or to make a comeback and even make 2021 your best year yet, you are warmly invited to join Brett, myself, and an intimate group of like-minded souls at the wellness breakthrough from February 5 to 7. Imagine yourself tucked away in the serene Streslecki Ranges of Gippsland, Victoria. You don't have to cook, you don't have to clean or do anything domestic. We feed you, we accommodate you, we hold the space for you to create your own wellness breakthrough. Whether it's in your health, your relationships, work, life, wealth, spirit, any part of your life, you can expect major transformation at our most intimate event. We'd love for you to join us, but spaces are strictly limited to 20 attendees. And as we record this, we have less than 10 spaces left. For more info, to watch the highlights of previous years and to join us from February 5 to 7 in 2021, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. This podcast is brought to you by my new book, Rock Bottom. Bouncing back from rock bottom need not always be a complex recovery process that requires a degree in psychiatry to understand. Sometimes you just need real, simple, actionable advice that you can understand and follow step by step to find peace, healing and confidence. After getting divorced in 2013, I hit my rock bottom, physically, mentally and financially. I know what rock bottom is like and I know what I did to recover. This book is my story, but also the simple, actionable steps I took, and you can too, to bounce back from rock bottom and live the life you always dreamed of. Don't lose years of precious time with your family and friends. Read the book, take the actions, and start the path to recovery now. Marcus Pierce has called it a confronting memoir addressing the three words we fear most. Who am I? While Cindy O'Meara says it is a timeless book, Fred has mastered how to go from rock bottom and find a way back to the top. Grab your copy of Rock Bottom by heading to rockbottombook.com.au or clicking on the link in the show notes. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, the bones of a 9,000-year-old female found in the Andes have shed new light on the role of females in hunter-gatherer societies. The skeleton was found with 20 projectile points and blades stacked neatly by her side indicating that she was likely a high-status hunter. Archaeologist Randy Haas of the University of California said, Everybody was talking about how this great chief was a big man before bioarchaeologist Jim Watson of the University of Arizona noted that the bones were slender and light and stated, I think your hunter might be female. The confirmation that this hunter was female has led to a re-examining of other ancient burial sites in the Americas leading to the discovery that 10 other female remains had also been similarly buried with projectile points. The message is that women have always been able to hunt and have in fact hunted, says archaeologist Bonnie Pitblado of the University of Oklahoma, in contrast to the long-believed man-the-hunter hypothesis first presented in Chicago in 1966. The idea that all hunters were male has been reinforced by modern groups of hunter-gatherers, such as the Hadza of Tanzania and the Sun of Southern Africa, 
where men hunt large animals and women gather tubers, fruits, nuts and seeds. Robert Kelly of the University of Wyoming points out that having tools in the same grave as a person doesn't always mean they use them in life, pointing out that two burials were female infants found with hunting implements and suggesting that buried tools could also have been offerings from male hunters to express their sorrow. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that I have absolutely no doubt that it's true that in certain societies, in certain situations, that women were also hunters. I mean, it just makes perfect sense that these women who would be more than capable of hunting certainly would have been very fit physically, very agile physically, very capable. There's no reason to think they wouldn't have hunted when the need arose. That doesn't mean that men weren't more prevalent as hunters in hunter-gatherer societies. That seems to be the case, just that they were capable, that they could actually do it as needed and as required in a healthy functioning society. So I think depending on where the particular hunter-gatherer societies lived, depending on what the environment was like, depending on what animals were there to be hunted and the availability of those animals and whether more people were needed to hunt big animals, for instance, I think all of these factors would have come into whether or not the, the women were hunters and how they went about doing it. So I think it is an important conversation to have. I think, you know, some of the ideas around that, as I said, originally coming from the 1960s, are probably outdated uh, in terms of the way we looked at and interpreted the evidence and, and in terms of the way we thought about the roles of men and women in society. So I think it's nice to see this be updated a little bit. And I think there are probably also implications in terms of exercise requirements for both men and female in terms of doing things like high intensity training or strength training. You know, this shows us that that hunting capacity has been there forever for females. And as a result, you know, this kind of notion that still sometimes gets around that women might be less suited to strength training or high intensity training, hopefully this helps kick that to the curb as well, because that is obviously also patently not true. So I think this is a important study. I think it's an interesting study. I think it gives us some great insights into the roles of men and women in hunter-gatherer society. It might give us some insights into the roles of men and women in modern society and potentially, as I said, have an impact on the roles of men and women in exercise, in high-intensity training and in resistance training as well. So you've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. Bretto, it's been a tough year for many, but as we come to Christmas, we would just like to wish all of our listeners a very happy and healthy Christmas time. Yeah, absolutely. I hope all of you get to have the Christmas your heart desires. I hope you get to spend quality time with your family. And if that's not possible right now, I hope that you just make the absolute best out of it and have a wonderful Christmas and New Year period. Thank you for your support of The Wellness Couch in 2020. And we can't wait to have you again as a podcast listener attending our events and being part of our community at The Wellness Couch. Merry Christmas. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 
Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.